to this podcast that's, that's as close as the original intro as i think we can get yeah it's new world it's a new I, world i think if you would just listen to an old episode once you would realize that you say hello and <laughs> i say something comical about your name and then you go into your spiel mm-hmm. maybe people like that we I don't do the call, old this stuff. is a, this is like avengers disassembled this is like paper cake disassembled we're Speaking coming apart at the scenes. Disassembled. I actually just read uh, Thor disassembled. Thor disassembled. For work You hated it because you hate Thor and you piss on Thor fans. Oh, my Thank word. Guys. I love Thor. Thor's great. I love uh, God Butcher. Yeah? God Butcher is great. Yeah. I mean, Certain people have been clamoring for us to do a Jason Aaron. Isad Ribic. Uh, mm. mega, th- mega episode run. Is it safe to say. As Asad Ribic has produced the best looking Thor of our lifetimes. Wow. Maybe safe to say. Mm. High praise. And it's I mean, it's I know that close. was Contriel Versiel. Outside of Black Panther, what's the last comic book you've read, both of you? Outside of Black Panther? Well, yeah. I put those kind of constraints. Like Count, <laughs> Counting a reread? <laughs> is a reread count? <laughs> yeah. Uh, after I read Black Panther, I went back to the archives and read, wow, uh, the Ultimates Volume One, and Ultimate X Men Volume One, Gifted. It's some fun. How do they hold up? Story, so I went back to the well. Are you? Uh, are you really? The Ultimates holds up very well. Are you really lying? You just know the Ultimates so well that you could like recite what actually <laughs> happened page for page, so you can. Just thank you for questioning my integrity about a reread that <laughs> I, I gain nothing by saying that That's I right. read. So just throwing it out there. I don't understand that. But I don't think X Men holds up as, as well as the what somebody oh. what somebody who's been backed against a corner would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I changed my body language at all, dear accuser. I'd be interested to reread uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four. Remember that? It was Miller, Bendis, and Kubert, and it was like a big deal because Miller and Bendis co-wrote it. You know, I want to go back and and read uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, but the Miles Morales story. Hmm. I don't think uh, Marvel Zombies came from Ultimate FF. That's right. That is right. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was the last book you read? Look. I'll put it out there. So, oh, so this is uh, where the claws came out. Zdarsky's Spider-Man. word stems from. Zdarsky Spider-Man. Oh, well great. worth my time. I saw you hobnobbing with uh, the likes of Chip Zdarsky, oh. Steve Wacker, yeah, to name a few ce- uh, internet uh, celebs uh-huh. you were uh, hobnobbing with on Twitter. Yep. Oh yeah, it got that that got took off. I mean, my dream, Steve Wacker, is my favorite one of my favorite comics people and to have him like engaged in 
uh, Twitter. You know, I didn't want to like jump in and be like some s- s- creepy fan. So Creep. I just I just rode the wave. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm out there at the beach with that boogie board riding <laughs> the perfect wave. And just let them let me. Yeah, like, what was the last beach you've been to? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I just be. I went to the. Uh, Did you really go, or Ocean you just City know the beach, beach so yeah. well <laughs> that you could describe it to me? Backed against a yeah, wall. Now he's like anything he says <laughs> is totally like, not helping. Cobra. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. But yeah, I watched it. I saw it happen. Uh, big show this week. Yeah, huge. Second show this week, I think. Alleged. Night of the we're Living on the Dead. Edge. It's after yeah. 10 o'clock p.m. That's why we're so vicious with one another. <clears throat> Some of the hosts are already in bed for like an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so lethargic nowadays. You know, as soon as my kids go to bed, I barely do the dishes anymore. I just go right in bed, too. Mm. Lethargic. This is like two hours. We're probably two hours past Dale's bedtime right now. We got to keep this train moving. You know, is there anything in the news? Anything in the news? Well, I think um, by indication, sure, uh, last week we didn't do a show because I got drunk at a family barbecue, and I do apologize for that. But, guys, (laughs) I don't want to bust any bubbles, but we're down to the wire we're down to four to five weeks until Baltimore Comic Con. The uh, the the hard stop for this show. So we're going to be pumping them out the next couple weeks. Okay, they might be fifteen minutes in length. They will be about something. <laughs> they will have a title, and they will be in an iTunes show feed. We can <laughs> promise that much. <laughs> Wisps is what we'll call it. Yeah. Next week we review the back of a Pringles can, right? As our book club, and then the last shuddering breath of a once great podcast empire. And the second episode of the week will be uh, us listening to Jonesy talk about Ultimates Volume One because he definitely <laughs> knows it page by page. Delete your account, they said. <laughs> Middle finger emoji, they'd say. <laughs> So if you're interested in going to Baltimore Comic Con and want to hang out, you know, there's there's a group of guys going. Yeah. Big group. I don't know, it's like seven people. Yeah, it's like seven people. We, we don't have an official count, but guys, don't be intimidated. If you want to come, please come. We're going to have fun. We don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be shooting from the hip. We might not even go into the con. We might just stay at the Pratt Street oh, Ale House for oh three days. Oh, God. Those boneless wings at the that Ale House? You kidding me? Kidding mm. me right now? That wing sauce, I've never had anything quite like it. It's like a very satisfying like battle, like a Vietnam War battle that Dale would describe to me in right. great length <laughs> going on. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing Vietnam vets want their battles to be compared to, it's boneless wing sauce. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much at the wall at the Vietnam Memorial. Give us wings or give us nothing. Right? <laughs> Palmia winga. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Oh, man. George Romero. A classic. One of my first loves. This movie. Really? And man. 
Wow. I don't think Sp- I... Life spoilers. I, first time I've ever seen it. Same. Same Z's. Never seen it before. I'm very interested to hear some thoughts then. This movie... It's a public domain. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Hulu, wherever you want, pretty much. Breaks my heart. I mean, how much money did Romero miss out on? Yeah. Because of that. I mean, he's like, he's the godfather, right? He ultimately is, yeah. he's like the, of the zombie genre of, of of horror. He was, he was one of the main voices. And for this movie to be in public domain is heartbreaking. Apparently the, they had the copyright on the title card, but they changed the title card at the last minute and they forgot to put that copyright back on. And that's it. That's like all it took. You believe that? And Ugh. Can you imagine if, uh, you know, it, sure, like, processes are different, but if you had a company behind you, like the Disney company, there's no way that they would they would have lawyers fighting tooth and nail, you know what I mean, to make sure that didn't happen to one of their movies. It's just, it's a shame. I think that we, I first dug into this because we watched, I'm not sure what group it was, but we found Return of the Living Dead where it was almost like the campy version. You were there for that, I think, right? Where like the kids, the punk rock kids went in the cemetery and started like getting naked. I was, yeah. It must have been your close friends. I wasn't there. <laughs> or you, maybe you were asleep on the couch, Jonesy. Who knows? Very possible. I would have talked to a bunch of S, but I probably Summer was Summer Slam this Sunday. Oh, Summer Slam this Sunday. Oh my God. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you coming up, Phil? My yard. Are you coming up? Dale's going to be in bed by 5 Are you inviting me to, to come up? A cold <laughs> brew pop. If you're inviting me, I can, if, I can if talk you, to my wife. If you two want to come see SummerSlam Aww. Sunday night. Actually, I had to talk to my wife first. Right. Got to, got to clear this Unofficial. whole thing. <laughs> Smart. Smart man. Uh, you know what we're doing Saturday? Night. Uh, we're going to Jeeps at the farm. What? Where, uh, oh, yeah. Shady Brook Farm. Biannual gathering of Jeep owners. Oh yeah, there's like a mud uh, pit. You uh, there's all you get. There's trophies. What? Spray your Jeep with mud. We haven't told James about it yet. He's gonna poop in his pants. That's amazing. Now, Slim, as as part of the the greater Chrysler family of car owners. Yeah, I'm like a distant cousin to your Jeep. You know, we probably have the same you know parts. Maybe I'll. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll idle on over just to watch you play. <laughs> I don't even drop know. the ram down. I mean, you might not you know. even get allowed in, Jones, without a Jeep. As maybe, snobby maybe. as that sounds. That's the snobbiest thing I've ever said. No, that's life, I, I mean that sounds super shitty, but it you know, <laughs> does does. Maybe I'll just drive I by. looked up the tickets and I think the Jeep owner is uh twenty bucks. I you might be able to get in as a passenger. Five dollars for passenger. You get a free hot, free hot dog. I'll take it. FYI. Oh, that's why you're going. That's pretty much the main reason I'm going. So I don't know. It's the first first time we've ever gone. We're excited. We like tease James. I was like, James, if we were able to drive through like a big mud pit, that'd be pretty cool, huh? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, should we take the doors off and do it? And he like freaked out. He want to get muddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. My older son scared to death of dirt. My younger son will literally put pasta sauce on his forehead for no reason other than it's there. Dodges at the farm pasta sauce. 
They're coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara. They're coming so I'll, for I'll start, you, Barbara. I'll start. Take us through. Let's let's talk about the opening scene. Mm. I thought maybe that guy was just drunk. I didn't see that as a zombie. Uh, which I kind of loved because it kind of tells you this is where like the concept is starting. It's not thought out. Like it's not the gory, you know, twenty eight days later, it's rage zombie. Like there, you know, this is the first permutation, right, of a zombie, and I loved it for that. He could have just been some weirdo and, uh, in the cemetery. I, t- I thought like maybe he was just you know bath salts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I will say it was floored because this movie to me was not a horror movie. This was like a pot boiler. Like this is was like a character drama where you could have put anything. Could have been raid. Could have been foreign invasion. Could have been anything, and the the character plot would still stand up. Didn't have to be mm-hmm. zombies, and I exactly had you know I was predisposed because I think that the the one zombie movie that I actually liked was uh what was the one in the shopping mall Dawn of the Dead. The new one was that or, the yeah I think Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, Dead no matter which one like early aughts I don't know yeah Ving Rhames Zack Snyder's it, uh, Dawn of the Dead oh the new new Dawn of the Dead right because wasn't uh, was the original Dawn oh, of the man, Dead that Zack was... Snyder did it well then I have to not like it <laughs> no it's very good <laughs> um, and the original Dawn of the Dead is in but, the shopping mall too yeah I remember that one but uh so I I mean I I don't really prefer the zombie movie genre though I did like that movie so. I had like uh, a little trepidation starting because I'd never seen it, and you know what am I watching? And then like I fell in love with it. It was a great movie. It's very well written. Uh, the gore is, I mean, the horror aspect still stands up. I mean, mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable with a lot of scenes in the movie, but at the end of the day, it was more of a critique on society than it was a horror shock fest mm. it was a great movie now I, I understand fully now why it has such a following you know because I mean, before like I was like oh maybe you're just into the make you know, like you know somebody just into the makeup like I don't I don't really get it it's still um, like mind boggling that this was from the 60s I know because it's 68 it even like got made not, yeah I mean, and I mean I, can you imagine someone had this like before the MPAA existed Someone in 1968 having to give that a rating, like, and I think that I remember in the wiki they said like gore. Some of the people that went to see this movie were kids because they didn't know that like this was the movie. So like eight or eleven year olds were like going to see this movie. Being and well, Dale, how old were you when this came out? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I I pretty much rented everything. So you know, it was I would have been uh, 13, 14 when this came finally came out (laughs) West Coast in '69. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, can you imagine, like, like the edge of your seat, like, hair-raising scenes, like, and, and you just didn't know it. There was no ratings. There was no, yeah, and, and people, anybody was just going to see it. Yeah, this is, and it it's crazy, like, $114,000 black and white movie, but it's there, like the, like, the critique on how people act in a situation that they can't control. 
and uh, you know cooler heads try to prevail, but you have these people that panic, and it's a it's a one set movie. It takes place in a house, not on a set, in a house, in a farmhouse in Pennsylvania. It's it's crazy. I love it, and it's uh, it, something I watch at least once a year, um, just to go back to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like a little. Um, fall halloween time thing i do and you you put it on uh, as is tradition with uh, like jaws or some of the other favorite movies and you probably fall asleep yeah make sure it's on you know so uh so uh, everybody knows that i'm getting i'm putting my credit in and then uh, you know <laughs> then i just roll over and go to bed yeah and wake up at 3 a.m and turn the tv off <laughs> oh boy howdy I, I I thought the the main takeaway from this movie the first time the editing is so tight and crisp <laughs> that mm-hmm. it kept such a quick pace like the chase scene when Barbara's getting chased by the the first ghoul like they never call them zombies they actually just call them ghouls um in the in the woods I thought that was so fast paced like amazingly mm-hmm. fast paced um, this this is how far removed. Uh, not to interrupt, and I apologize, but if I don't say it now, I'll forget it. Like, you know, I think of zombies as, like, shambling, like, very inarticulate beasts. And when the ghoul pretty much, like, stuck his thumb out and, like, started pressing the button to open the door, I was like, oh, my God, zombies can't open car doors. Like, I was immediately, <laughs> right. like, Barbara, no, get out of there. He's some kind of super zombie. Right. They're yeah. like, no, we can't afford to replace a window on this car. So this zombie's going to open a d- car door. <laughs> I was shocked. I mean, that, that was probably the practical reason. Broke yeah. the glass too when he like threw the rock or hit the rock at it like twice. I was like, you breaking this glass right now? Yeah, and like, are you picking up a rock? Are you like a <laughs> crow magnet man? Are you making making fire right now? <laughs> you making tools? Apparently, zombies don't make you undead. Just frustrated. That's mm-hmm. what I got out of this movie. You just <laughs> right. become frustrated. Just a frustrated dad. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first fifteen minutes, uh, is it when she gets to the house, and like you know, it was, she's like a mute for the whole movie. She, yeah, she her, doesn't her, talk in the whole movie. Is it her brother? Or you, you know what's boyfriend? great? It's fifteen minutes of a of a ninety minute movie. Like it's not a long film. Yeah, there's a couple you know, scenes that are kind of drawn out. Like the newscasts eat up a lot of time. There's not mm-hmm. a ton of meat. Uh, to the movie it's not like you know it's it's a short plot like the, these people get stuck in this house and the zombies are around it and that's it and they they have to survive and or escape how about the ending how bittersweet is that Poor guy and it's just over it's like a gut punch like is this maybe the first movie that did that or or did this movie create the trope so those of you who don't know that ben is that his name yeah. Ben makes it, and and Ben is kind of emotionally guffawed, and through the window, the rescue team, the posse, thinks, <laughs> oh, there's another ghoul, and they Walker. kill him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, I just put myself in his shoes, like the relief of- Were you oh, expecting that, or did you over. see it coming? No, I was expecting 1968- 
like this guy will be okay like he'll be you know traumatized but he's gonna live and then when he was killed i literally my i i was like my jaw (laughs) dropped you're like like, that's not it what can't be the end of the movie (laughs) it's like that's not the end of the movie that's all the characters i've just spent the last 90 minutes knowing are now deceased he's gotta live for he's gonna live for the group he's gotta yeah make it okay and that po- nothing is okay it, that I mean, it's posse great. at the end is so like i love that posse at the end it's like so ramshackle like a bunch of hunters getting together on a s- early saturday morning with their dogs and like they form like <laughs> they all met hunt, in dairy like, queen they're like where is everybody <laughs> yeah yeah exactly they're like like and they're just like forming driving lines like game lines like walking through the fields just like n- not letting anything out of their sight they're just like this rabble rousing group and Unfortunately, this they shoot Ben. I mean, but yeah, it's it's. Oops, you shoot him in the head. I I was gonna say I the ending has been like long ruined for me. Like I've read in various horror movie reviews about the ending. The other thing, um, I can't. I thought maybe it was the wiki or other places. I had I had the ending in my head a little bit different because I'd read at various places where someone said like the black guy gets killed by a group of rednecks. So in my head, the ending was like, he gets free. And then just some like white supremacists find him, find him and, oh. and like murder him. So like the, the ending in the movie is far more subdued than that, but it's still very heavy with, um, you know, almost like a twilight zone ending that Jonesy, that's what I was going to say earlier. It reminded me of a mm-hmm. very twilight zone twist mm-hmm. this this could have been a double just a double length twilight zone episode yeah yeah but i mean it's very rod serling i mean and that's a huge compliment because i think rod serling had a gift that that's very rare it's a vision like uh, black mirror like you know what i mean like to be able to take concepts and twist them in a way that not only makes you think and kind of like rethink your life but also terrifies you in a way that you didn't things didn't think things should be able to terrify you. Like taking the normal and making it terrifying is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, good on you if you have. Yeah, we that should gift. do a Twilight Zone Use episode it. in the final oh few episodes. Oh my goodness! Jeez, episode three hundred one. Jonesy just winked for those that are right. listening on headphones. <laughs> the. Uh, I mean the the mayhem and the the panic that sets in when they're trying to like nail the windows and doors shut with stuff and like Ben is trying to like control Barbara or like get something out of her and she's just quiet the whole time mm-hmm. and when they try to go fill up the uh, pickup with like the locked because this farmhouse has a unleaded gas station <laughs> gas pump of out of their farm it's so typical hardcore, in 1968 like, yeah exactly it's I, and they but they gotta unlock it it's like the mayhem during that time is like stands up to this day sure and how about the the gas like, tank you get is a locked. legit pit in your stomach in those scenes yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that one especially was when the, when the truck blows up and the the the, the two young actors were in it and oh, one yeah. of them didn't have any reason to be in it but how about ben shooting the lock on the gas tank oh yeah holy are crap. you kidding ben you're like the smartest one here and you just took a gun to a lock on a gas tank to unlock it <laughs> right. it almost just ended the whole movie ben with 500 gallons well, to, of gasoline to be honest the to be honest you could throw a lit cigarette into a 
tank of gasoline and it wouldn't ignite. It's usually vapors you have to worry about. So his logic is sound. So you would you would be comfortable shooting a gun at a at a gas tank at a would gas I? station? Would I? No. God, but if there was <laughs> if there were ghouls about to kill me and it needed to be open, I'd roll the dice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's Without insane that. to me. I would never want to shoot a gun in any direction of anywhere okay, with so, gasoline. Slim, would you rather be incinerated or eaten? I mean, I may I might take the butt of the gun and maybe, right. you know, do a little Aikido move. Right. Kick that lock <laughs> open. <laughs> I mean, Jonesy would get his collapsible Duh. baton, his billy club, <laughs> uncollapse it from the center console of his ram and start putting the moves on that gas tank, that locked farmhouse gas tank like you, he's never seen before. He'd probably break that gas tank's wrist. <laughs> Just fine. <laughs> oh boy, Jonesy is not pleased. That was, that was hurtful. <laughs> that was that was hurtful. You know, you know. The sh- I mean, the sheer number Give me a of zombies. To think of something you love, and I'll twist it on you. Just give me a second. Let me, know. Let me think. Dale's gonna wake up with like a brown bag of shit on his front doorstep <laughs> and is engulfed in flames. I'm gonna drive all night with my insomnia <laughs> and just piss on your right, yeah. VW. Just talking on your it's resume. Just, it was <laughs> me. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, how about but then the I'll probably be with... tired at that point, so I'll come inside and sleep. <laughs> right. The couple with the uh, little girl that was bitten, you know, yeah. downstairs that eventually turns into one, like. I feel like we're so um, used to that plot, but it's still like mesmerizing that that was a plot in 1968. Like that must have made people poop all over yeah, themselves. Yeah, about this kid turning into a zombie and being trapped down there. Oh gosh, how about the when dad the, like losing his marbles? The mom dying. The her death scene. My God. Oh my gosh. Yeah, screaming in that weirdo scream. <laughs> it's 68. I mean, these are. Non-guild actors. I mean, anything. This could be nice. It reminded me of uh, Tom yelling "penis" at his mom. That was they were both like the same scene. That was in the parallel. connective tissue between these two episodes, right? And that's why we had to do them back to back the way we did. <laughs> if big erect penis, mom. <laughs> if I have the editing time, I'm going to put both of those scenes playing at the same time. Penis, penis, penis. We should have a remix dance mix where it's it just says, Big Rick Penis Mom, it's coming for you, Barbara. And then add uh, Christian Bale flipping out on set of Terminator. <laughs> oh, <Right>. you. <laughs> after the, and then what? You sitting there after the, after the. <sighs> Uh, where is what's Howard Stern up to these days? You How still was to him? it? No, I haven't listened to him in years. I um, they just want they want to double the price of the satellite radio just for you know for more channels. But for me, it would just be to listen to him. So I just I don't do it. Yeah. How about the deal? In quotey fingers, going on for XM right now. What's the deal? It's the I mean, deal. Literally four times the cost of monthly Spotify. What's the point? What? 
Yeah. You can, but I can't do without it. deal for eighteen ninety nine a month. Oh, my gosh. No, Jonesy, listen yeah, to let me. Let me run the sign up. Oh, you can get it for $100 a year. Yeah, that listen, seems, it, I will say. We can take this offline, but uh, I can. I can. We can. I just the only time I ever got bamboozled by a company and was jaw dropped by the way they tried to mm. their tactics was Series XM. I mean, you can get a family Spotify plan for like fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, up to yeah. like f- three accounts, five accounts, five or six accounts. Jeez, crazy. Jeez, it's craziness. I mean, is it all worth it for E Street Radio? Maybe I don't know. I feel like there's exactly. you can get an E Street radio on Spotify, right? I'm sure best you could. of. It's probably this better. is E Street. You ever listen to some this is on blank that. stations? This is you too. My God, my God. I got, I recently day. went down the rabbit hole of people who have made their own like 200 song playlists. Yeah, and following it and just you know, sometimes sometimes it'll be in the weeds because like uh. They they want to bring you in with these great bands, and then there's some really essy like local band that has a Spotify track that they just throw in there to get you to like them. <laughs> Sounds like there's a whole subculture of uh, Spotify playlists that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can we can get into it. <laughs> we can. I mean, I know this episode is about you know Night of the Living Dead, but let's get in there about the weeds about Spotify. Uh huh. What about any of the other? Uh, so obviously, I, I mean, Night of the Living Dead kicked it all off. But it, between the time he made this and Dawn of the Dead, which was in like the early '80s, that's a lot of time in between. Yeah. I mean, Romero spent most of his time trying to like. And Chuck Forsman were and I were talking about this on the Slack. Oh, he spent most shot. of his time trying to raise money for the films he wanted to create, and you know, it's like it's kind of a heartbreaking story because he got to create films, but. The way he drummed up money, like it's a, uh, it was like guerrilla style, like filmmaking. He he did what he could, but sometimes he just couldn't raise the funds like he wanted to to make the movies he wanted to. But hmm. um, Dawn of the Dead obviously takes a very different turn. I mean, it's a, definitely a a, a a commentary on society, much like the first one is. But in you know, it takes place in a shopping mall, and that's where the zombies go. Like because they don't know where to go otherwise. But, you know, it, it starts to turn into, like, the gore fest. That's when you got my main man, Tom Savini, on, uh, on like, effects. Mm-hmm. And it turns into, like, how gross can we get kind of thing. But I'm a big sucker for all the uh, of the dead movies, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. My two, uh, Is Day, my personal Day phase. Is the one where it's, like, a city, right? That they're in, like, Chicago. Or is it the base, building? the military base? Is that a one? Romero movie? Yeah, that's Land of the Dead. That's the that was one Land of, the of the Dead more recent ones. But the the Day of the Dead was yeah they were in an underground military base and uh, it was like they're like hold up the survivors were hold up with like this military people that go ape s in the end. That's what, I think it's one of my favorite ones. That's with the uh, zombie. Uh, named Bub. He's probably like the one of the most recognizable mm-hmm. zombies. But uh, um, there's the whole like side plot of um, crazy doctor trying to like see if zombies have any recollection of their past lives. So he's like locked up and uh, 
handed like these like, like he could be handed a razor and Bub would like pick up the razor and like try to drag it across his face like does those kind of experiments but he also like feeds the uh you know feeds the deceased members that were trapped down there with him like that died he like gives Bub the body parts so he could like eat them and it's uh that's what I think it used to be my favorite I wonder if it still is it's just <laughs> I like the underground compound of it and they actually filmed all that in like central pennsylvania in like where like i don't know if you're familiar with iron mountain but they're like a document storage company that like is in possession of like one of these silos in pennsylvania it's just like gutted out mountain with like concrete walls and stuff Hmm. it's pretty cool they read tom savini did a remake of night living dead like almost shot for shot and it was like panned do you do you remember that one yeah, I do. That. I've I've probably seen that one probably just as many times as the original. I I like it personally, but maybe it's just because I'm a sucker. Probably people panned it because it was like a shot for shot remake. I mean, it's very close to the original, but mm-hmm. like a little updated gore factor and it's in color. I I I like it. It's worth checking out, but it, I don't know if you're going to get much more out of it than you would from the original, right? You know, Romero. George Romero. Loved it. Listen, if you have, uh, if you're like me and never found the time to watch this movie, if you're not a fan of the genre, watch it anyway. It's just a good movie. Mm-hmm. Do it. You heard it. You heard it here first. Strongest Ye- possible recommendation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. There? You know what's on our... Um, our queue for movies to watch the next on the dock. We have, uh, I'm going to throw out three movie names. I'm just going to throw it out there. Mm. Young Guns 1. Uh. We also have Heat. Oof. And we also have uh, Thunder in Paradise. Oh my God. Hey, even, yo. We might have to hurricane. do that just for the blowing in over the wall. I mean, we we basically live the plot of Thunder and Paradise in our <laughs> lives. So, yeah, so <laughs> like any that. parallels okay. that we could pull. <laughs> so that's that's what's coming down the pipe. If we do another episode, I don't know. Some kind of server's yeah, crashing right trending. now. Who knows? No, we're going to serious face on like... <laughs> Definitely not trending anymore. What? You're trending online? There you have it. No. My night my night meeting Bruce Campbell for fifteen seconds. How was that? Is trending. Really? We should get it in the fireside. We're in the fireside. Which we're in. We're doing our own thing now. That's right. Rogue gorilla style. So you you met Bruce Campbell. I met Bruce Campbell tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It was the it was the greatest and also kind of the worst thing, just because you get two seconds with this celebrity who's going to sign your book, um, and you know it's just I I built up like this you know banter I was going to have with Bruce Campbell in my head and there was just no time for it. He's just like okay, signing the book. He didn't want to like personalize it. I don't know if there was just so many people there that he wasn't going to take the time to uh, 
can't personalize the book, mm-hmm. which I thought would like to. I think for a comic book artist or comic book creator, it's kind of like flattering. It's like reassuring, right? That this means you're not going to sell their stuff on eBay if you get it for to make it out to Dale. But I was like, can you make it out to Dale, please? He's like, nope, not doing that just tonight, bud. And he like signed my book and he oh slid it God. across the table at me like, okay, wow. this that Sounds like a real dick. Yeah, I was like, Bruce Campbell, stop. You're not like this. This is not you talking right now. Then I got back in his good graces by asking about the audiobook because I like his previous audiobook. And uh, I, I'm good by good graces, meaning he didn't cuss me out. Or not, you know, he didn't frown at <laughs> Did me at least. At he may not have smiled, least? but he didn't frown. Did he make eye contact at any point? He did make eye contact, yes. But uh, not for very long. Not doing that tonight, bud. Yeah. Briscoe so. County Jr., huh? <laughs> Briscoe County Jr., wow, remember that? I think that was on our dock. Sorry. It was on our dock, yeah. Got the ploy out of it. We're might up to not, like episode three, It might be too boring to do, dock. though. The pilot's too might be boring. too boring, is that what you said? Yeah, the pilot's boring. I don't ever want to watch anything Bruce Campbell ever again after that story. <laughs> Tell you what. Uh, thanks for taking my back, out. Slim, because, like, it was the best worst. You know? Sounds terrible. I would have been pissed. Yeah. I probably would have That's why I shouldn't something. have went. Honestly, I should have just waited for the audiobook, <laughs> not spent the money for the hardback, not uh, God. I I mean I could have just waited until uh, somebody would have sold me a, a, an autographed copy. Yeah, like a scalper. Yeah, Bar- Barnes and Nobles scalper. Yeah, it'll, it'll be on Barnes eBay next Nobles. week for cheaper than it was at Barnes and Nobles. Throw that book in the trash tonight, will you? Yeah, I'm gonna burn it. <laughs> Piss on it first. Take a gun to the lock on the trash can, <laughs> and then throw it in. It's the only way you can get a trash can open. Safe, safe, <laughs> assuredly. Sign that book up for Kung Fu Lessons to better itself and then ridicule it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that old adage, sometimes you don't, you, you shouldn't meet your heroes, you know? Yeah. Keep them That's separate. True. Especially true. Bruce Campbell signing a book, Barnes & Noble, who doesn't want to take a second to personalize it. Yeah. How many people were there? There's a lot of people like it. The Barnes and Noble there is like three floors, and uh, if you uh, reserve the book, you had to reserve it to get in line. So I got a bracelet with the letter D on it, so they would call groups at a time, letter wow. letter A group, and then you'd start like the long line of winding up the escalators and up the three floors. And he was like at the back of the top floor. I mean, there was a ton of people there, mm. a ton of people. I guess that makes sense that he wouldn't personalize it but they should have like signage or something so that to avoid the exact scenario that you were involved in. I know, like they're like maybe handwritten signs say, don't be that D who asked for a per- something personalized. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, why would I not want it personalized? You know, I'm just trying to talk to this guy. Curmudgeon. <laughs> Evil dead. Uh, uh. Yeah. Hello, yeah. <laughs> penis has shrunk up inside my body uh, at the thought of ever wanting to uh, th- think about this man again. Thanks. How about, uh, it reminds me of uh, like celebrities that make me sick now, but how about James Woods? You ever, follow, you ever look at his Twitter account? <laughs> Only probably my God. via your... I never want to look at his Simpsons episode ever again. 
guy makes me sick. And he's in one of my all-time favorite movies. Although he plays a vile human being in that movie, so. Scary movie too. What's that? <laughs> That's a pretty good role. Take my good hand. I love that opening scene with him yeah. in that movie. <laughs> Remember? Remember he like walks in in the yeah. bedroom and he's like, F this. And he just goes to walk back out. <laughs> Casino. He uh, plays oh, the Casino. Uh, CD. Great movie. Uh, individual. God, he's so gross in that movie. It's also James, on our list. I think James Woods is sweating every moment of his life. Mm. Like, I bet all his shirts are damp. Dampened mm. shirts. Probably when he signed him his book. Yeah. He he maybe he personalizes probably it. Personalizes it for you, though. Yeah. Probably. Well, he probably, he probably says, to you like, a uh, minutes, like, everybody would get their time yeah. with him. Oh, you know? God. It's always the bad ones. Meanwhile, uh, I'm I, I'm grown up. I grow up on Bruce Campbell, you know, uh-huh. Army of Darkness, every, like every day. Right. <sighs> he doesn't have the time of day for you. He doesn't give a crap. You put in a hundred hours of I Evil Dead, Army yeah. of Darkness, Briscoe, Army of Darkness, Briscoe, and whatever else he's been in, Bubba Hotep, Burn Notice, <laughs> Zena, <laughs> Zena. <laughs> Who was he in Xena? He was Autolycus, king of thieves, oh in both Hercules and oh. Xena. Oh, God. I shouldn't have asked. That was a great, those were great shows. I loved Hercules. You know, I can't I can't remember the shows. But you idiot, Dale, for liking the things you liked growing up and the uh, things that, that made oh. you who you are today. Dale, uh, turnabout's fair play is all I'm saying. <laughs> Got him. Uh, there was a couple TV movies though before the series, right? Just like Her- Hercules TV movies. I thought, I, I yeah, think as a God. kid, I liked them. Yes, yeah. There was like five or six of them. My God. And then, oh my God, they were the greatest. Like my af- weekend afternoons when they would play one or two of those back to back. Holy moly! What a day! What a day! <laughs> I'll tell you, on PHL seventeen, you who's still turning heads? Lucy Lawless. She's a yeah. golden gal. Yeah, she, she was in the final season of X Files. Oh, the bad season? Oh, yeah. Like the Who did she play? She was supposed to play season. like a I think you like I think one of the artificial soldiers. Apparently she got pregnant like during filming and they wrote her off. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I meant like the reunion season that came that was oh, just Oh, I'm sorry. No, I mean uh, like season nine or season eight whatever the last one with uh t2 t2 she's in uh ash vs evil dead with uh, bruce campbell but uh, you know my i never want to see that ever in my my life opinions are sullied now you know old old man bruce campbell with his reverse (laughs) uh hulk hogan gut i don't see it (laughs) don't want to see it Sickens me, sicko. Jonesy, I don't know. I don't know if we have time for Titanfall tonight. It's eleven seventeen. No wait, No, no way, guys. You know, it was a stupid suggestion. Jonesy, uh, anyway, it wasn't stupid. I You're not stupid. It wasn't stupid. Um, it wasn't it stupid. It was a great we, suggestion. I'm gonna be honest with you. I miss it. We don't play like we used to, but it's eleven seventeen. Mm. And we're not even Dale's hanging up, up yet. Six hours. 
I would just start making that coffee several right times. Now. Just make it and leave it out. Uh, what was that, Jensen? Was that English? Myself. It's cool. Maybe it was the language of sadness I was speaking. Maybe Timothy's online picking people off with his pistol, one shotting. God, I can't can't stand speaking, that. Speaking of which, how about that last time we played when it was uh, me and Dale versus Jonesy and Timo Thief, oh, the underdogs from the underground, Dale and uh, Slim pulling mm. out some of the most intense victories I've ever been a part of in my of my entire gaming life. Yeah, not just one in a night, two or three. We had three night. big wins. Down to the wire, seconds left. And unbelievably, I didn't screw it up for the team by dying in the last seconds. I got a kill. That first one where we came back to win that I recorded, that's on my Xbox DVR. Right, where like forever preserved? Forever preserved, forever. Where I think it was tied. It was. I think it was tied. I saw Jonesy. I killed Jonesy. Jonesy drops a uh, turret. He kills me. This is all happening within two seconds. Two seconds left of the game. I thought it was over. I, I thought I blew it after he killed me. Dale underscore A kills Timo Thief for the win in that two seconds. Unreal. Like the just, there was like 20 seconds of uh, no scrolling text. And then in the last two seconds, boom, 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 boom. You want to talk about a man defeated Timo Thief that night. Oh my gosh. Guy's got the competitive yeah. spirit. Yeah. He wanted to take that uh, competitive handgun. He's been killing everybody and turn it on himself. <laughs> but robot AIs aren't programmed to do that. <sighs> oh God. What a night. This <laughs> is a night to remember. We got to schedule another one of those nights. Yeah, we do. We really do. Maybe this weekend or something. Maybe this weekend. I mean, Saturday night? No. Maybe. Maybe Saturday night? Saturday night. Jensen, how do you feel about that? I'm in. Here we go. (laughs) I'm in. Jensen, I think you need to go to bed too. I'm not counting my chickens. I'm also not counting my chickens before they hatch, but my wife might be going to may be going to Washington D.C. next weekend. Next weekend. Uh, so we, uh, what? You might get, let's not count our chickens here. That's let's not. Just, that's, let's I shouldn't see even how said it goes. It. Let's not get too excited. Let's try this weekend first. Yeah, baby steps. One weekend at a time. Small victories. Small victories. We got to wrap it up. What?